guys, welcome to episode 14 of the Strong Habits podcast. I'm your coach and host, Penny Varius. We have had our first full week in isolation now. Some people started even sooner. How is everyone getting on? I am okay. I think once the initial panic of, what am I going to do without the gym? And what would happen if we don't get this whole situation under control? Settle down. I got myself into a new routine. I don't actually want to talk about coronavirus. There's plenty of that about. But I do want to talk about health and fitness things that you're all thinking about in light of coronavirus. Maybe that's the last time I say the word. From here on out, let's just say the thing that shall not be named. So, firstly, boosting your immune system. You've probably seen loads of supplements and ebooks already promising you something to boost your immune system. There's no way that there could possibly be any science to support any products on ebooks claiming to help with the thing that shall not be named. There just hasn't been long enough. I also want to take this moment to quickly explain why boosting your immune system isn't actually something that you want. You want your immune system to work normally. And there are normal health things that you can do to support the normal function of your immune system. Things that you probably already know, but that I'll go into. But if you were to actually do anything to boost your immune system, that would be bad. The immune system can be split into two, par- into two parts, innate and acquired responses. The innate responds first. This system isn't very specific. It tries to catch the infection by making you extra snotty and phlegmy and it increases your temperature, which gives you a fever, to try and boil the infection away. It pretty much makes you feel weak and gross and like you don't want to get out of bed. All of your energy is being used to catch and boil the infection. And if you were wandering around doing stuff while you were in this weakened state, you might end up picking up something else. So your body wants you to stay home and rest. Then we have the acquired immune system, which takes longer to kick in. It could be around five to 10 days. This system is more precise, targeting the actual infection by making specific antibodies. The innate system is needed to buy us some time to make these before the acquired system kicks in. Is there anything that can speed up the response time for the acquired immune system? Vaccines. That's what vaccines are for. There isn't a food that can replace a vaccine. And if these immunity-boosting foods did actually boost our immune systems, we would all basically feel like we were ill all, all of the time, stuck in bed with a fever and a snotty nose. It would be gross. Nobody wants that. I'm sure... I'm sure... That that's not what you want. And people out there selling COVID-19 supplements, sorry, the thing that shall not be named supplements, firstly, do not understand how the immune system works. And secondly, is trying to capitalise off a bad situation with a really gross play. Take note of who these people are and steer clear of them. So what can you do to keep your immune system functioning properly? Firstly, make sure you're sleeping well. That's sleeping enough, making sure to maintain a normal circadian rhythm as much as possible. Stress makes it harder to sleep, but stressing about sleeping makes sleeping harder. So try not to stress about it. 
if you're isolated indoors, still try and wake up at the same time in the morning that you would. Try to spend a fair amount of the morning near windows so you get that morning blue tinted light in your eyes. Go for a morning walk if you're allowed out. Try to wake up and go to bed at a consistent time. Try to make sure your bedroom is cool but not cold. Try to have a consistent bedtime wind down routine. Now look, it's not like if you sleep for 12 hours a day you're going to make your immune system impervious to anything. That's not how it works. But sleeping well will support the normal functioning of your immune system, whilst not sleeping well will hinder its function. Stress can also impact immune function. Overreaching can have a physical impact on your body. When I first became a PT, I got sick so many times in my first year. Part of that was because of all the new germs. I never got sick when I was a freelance journalist because mostly I was just alone in my house. Gyms are full of germs. But secondly, because my sleep was terrible and I was working at both ends of the day, teaching loads of classes, training a ridiculous amount because I was so aware of not looking like a fitness person and I was so worried that someone might notice that I didn't know what I was doing. That stress and lack of sleep played a huge role in how many colds I caught in that first year. And, I mean, probably also a significant role in me ruining my knees. But I'm still mostly blaming the training volume and the spin bikes for that. Teaching spin three times a week was not the one, even though I did actually really enjoy it at the time. Anyway, so back to immune function. Managing stress. Psychological and physical, budgeting for recovery time, not training for 10 hours a day just because you've got nothing else to do. But moving every day is also important. Regular exercise is also vital for normal healthy immune function. So this isn't the time to just stop doing stuff. And it's also vital for your general well-being and your mental health. Like, moving is important. So now... If you're already really lean, now is not the time to try and get shredded. If you are quite overweight or a bit overweight, being in a moderate calorie deficit doesn't have a meaningful impact on your immune function. But if you're a normal weight or already really quite lean, a big calorie deficit will impact your immune function and isn't really worth it right now. If you're already lean or a normal weight, it's probably worth sticking to maintenance calories right now, which are going to be lower than your usual maintenance calories because your knee is going to be down. If you're overweight, you're okay in a slight deficit. Deficit, gosh, that was harder to say than normal. Deficit, there we go. Uh, and then on the nutrition side, you do not need any supplements apart from vitamin D, which you should be taking from October to April in England anyway. But seeing as you're not spending as much time outside going into April as you would normally do, keep taking it for a little bit longer. There's stuff about garlic supplements right now based on a bit of research on colds. Garlic may be helping ward off or get over a cold a few days sooner, but this tells you nothing about the thing that cannot be named. They are different viruses. Capitalising on fear is bad. People are trash. Don't buy their supplements. And I don't actually think any of you who've been with me for a while would be tricked into buying scam products, which is nice. But I thought I'd just say it anyway, just in case. If you see anyone saying a thing works, ask the World Health Organization or the NHS. They're basically the only sources for your information right now. I'm not an infectious disease expert. I'm not going to pretend to be and tell you my theory of what might work. Just 
focus on normal health behaviours, sleep well, move well, eat a varied, balanced diet, and obviously wash your hands and stay inside. Anyway, look, that's enough. Uh, I wanted to go into ways you can adapt your programme using the stuff you have at home. So I have written you a home programme anyway, but if you wanted to keep doing your normal programme or to just play around and make training at home more interesting for you, um, there are loads of things that you can do. And I know a bunch of you went out and bought resistance bands and weights and that is amazing, well done. But now there seems to be none left to buy or the ones left have really had their prices jacked up. Uh, Again, people capitalising on fear because people are the worst. So honestly, you can actually get so much work done with just body weight and having bands and some weights will make a massive difference and you will be able to train a bit harder. But don't panic if you don't have anything and think that means you're not going to be able to train well. You definitely still can. Okay, so I'm going to do a quick rundown from head to toe. The easiest thing to do at home with just body weight is your horizontal push shapes. So push-ups and dips are the easiest way to get these in. For those of you with ropey push-up technique, now is your time to tighten that up. Practice. Focus on form. For those of you with good push-up technique who can bash out 50 or so in a row, there are loads of things that you can do to make these harder and actually still achieve not only strength and muscle maintenance in a time away from the gym, but actually also gains. The most obvious variations would be in hand placement, so close to make it more tricepy, wider to make it more chesty, hands out of line to make it a bit more shouldery, one hand elevated to get a bit of a stretch through the pecs and shoulder, obviously do both sides. You can also add load by wrapping resistance bands around you, If you're quite strong, use a thick band. This is a pretty good way to maintain bench bench strength. Gosh, talking's quite hard today, sorry. The movement pattern isn't quite the same with the band-resisted push-ups compared to the bench, but it's close enough. And no way you're putting a green band or a green and purple band and telling me it's still not hard enough. Now dips. You can use a chair or a sofa. You can pop your feet up on something out straight in front of you to make it a bit harder and even add load. You could put something on your lap like some books or a dog to make it heavier. If you have a solid corner in your house, you might even be able to do dips off that. Arj found a good corner in his kitchen. If you have a really sturdy table, you can do rows off it. Put some weights on the other side so it doesn't tip over you. If your table is not sturdy though, don't do that. You can also do towel-assisted chin-ups and rows off the floor. I can make a video and show you how to do that and post it in the group. If you have a suspension trainer or a pull-up bar that hooks over your door frame, you can use that for pull-ups and rows and things like hanging knees as well. If you do have strong fingers, you could actually even try doing your pull-ups off the door frame and pretend you're a climber. You can buy two or five litre bottles of water, which are cheaper than weights, and use those for shoulder raises and overhead presses. You can also use water to load things like Russian twists or Turkish get-ups. I feel like the water moving around in the Turkish get-up will add some fun stability to the the game, Um, especially if you take the lid off. Bonus fun for you. No, maybe don't do that. That sounds... I mean, it could be quite funny, but no, don't. I was joking. 
something that's a bit more hard to train at home is legs. Now definitely, it's still actually fine for most of you, but if you're quite strong and you don't have much equipment, you don't necessarily want to just be doing hundreds of squats, which is where most people's thoughts will first go. So yes, you can load with your water or even your bands, and actually a full set of bands is going to let you basically do everything you would have done in the gym, apart from really deadlifts. It's hard to train your your erector spinae without sufficient external load. You could do banded good mornings to train that hinge or banded deadlifts from the ground. There's a video of this in the group already and I can make you a good morning video to add to it. Other ways to train your hinge and make it harder. So things like sing, so think single leg. If you do single leg hip thrusts or feet up, hip thrusts or chest up hip thrusts or single leg RDLs it makes it a bit harder and you can make the most of the weights and the bands that you have um if we think quads and glutes so yes your squats but they're not the most efficient especially if you don't have that much weight but lunges split squats rifa elevated split squats step ups etc you can make things harder by increasing the range maybe put your foot on something to go more down or changing the tempo so go down really slow and then up fast or pause pause halfway up pause halfway down pause at the bottom step ups can be really hard even with minimal load if done correctly find something that's above your knee height more high means more hard you need to be able to push just with the foot that's bent and not with the one that's on the floor. It is so easy to just let your calf spring you up without even realising it. Now, ham hamstrings are a bit harder to train at home, but still definitely possible. Things like your bridge marches, curls using sliders or socks on the floor, isometric holds. So this brings me to holds, actually. Holding stuff is a great way to make it harder. For instance, if you could do hundreds of something using the weights you have available before it gets hard, it's not really resistance training anymore. It's more like endurance training. But if you held it in the hardest position for 30 or 60 seconds and then did as many reps as possible, the muscle would be so tired from the hold it wouldn't be able to do as many reps. It's a good way to get more out of what you've got. Okay, so today's podcast has turned into a bit of a lesson in how to create your own workout at home. Home workout programs for you, along with the weekly challenge, and I'll post a new weekly challenge for you every Monday. If you don't have much equipment, it doesn't mean you can't still train effectively in this time. And in fact, this is a great opportunity to work on some body weight skills you may have been neglecting. There is so much possibility for your home workouts, and I know one of the hardest bits is motivation when training at home. Home has traditionally been where you rest, so to carve out a new space for you to now also be where you train and also be where you work and also be where you socialise, it's hard and it can take a bit of manoeuvring. It might not be an easy feat and I'm not, and I'm the first to admit I've never liked training at home either, but sometimes you just have to adapt. If you don't adapt, you get stuck. And how you cope with change defines you and your success. Just because things are different, it doesn't mean that your goals and your needs don't matter anymore. It doesn't mean that you can't still do the things that you want to do. And in fact, giving up on those things would be so unhelpful because then all you're left with is the stress and the fear of the situation. So much of what's going on right now is out of our control. We can't really do much to help other than stay home and wash our hands and maybe if it's safe to do so 
supply deliveries to people who can't go outside from a safe distance and without actually interacting. But we can focus on what we want. We can focus on what we want to get out of this time, what we want to improve at, how we want to do that. And I'm here to help support you through all of that. I've been creating videos and resources that I think will be of use, but feel free to ask for anything that you think would be helpful and I'll do it. Also feel free to join me and James every day at 12.15 for our daily mobility and strength sesh. We are all in this together. Have a lush week, folks.